Welcome to Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer. I'm Father Ron Shipley, President of the Anglican Internet Church, Inc. This new series is part of the AIC's continuing celebration of its second decade on the web. These Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer are based on the appointed readings in the list of Psalms and Lessons for the Christian Year, primarily the first pairing, which always includes a gospel reading as the second lesson. The second or third pairings of psalms and lessons are used only where necessary to avoid repeated reading of the same psalm within this series. These homilies include reading and commentary on the appointed psalm and summary commentary on the first and second lessons. For those listeners not familiar with Anglican liturgies, the texts of the Psalter in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer are derived from Miles Coverdale's Great Bible, of 1539 and not the King James Version. This is because by the time the King James Version was published in 1611, using a new translation of the Psalter based on the Hebrew Masoretic text, the Coverdale translation was so well accepted among the English people who had heard it read in services for over 70 years, that the prayer book's editors retained the Coverdale text for the Psalter, but substituted the 1611 KJV translation for all other scripture. Podcast listeners to this series should know by now that there is a difference between the numbering of the Vulgate Bible and the version used in the English prayer book since the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. In the Vulgate version, Psalm 8 and Psalm 9 are a single psalm, which makes all the psalms from Psalm 10 to 150 off by one number. For example, Psalm 119, in which we will read part 17 and part 18, in today's reading is Psalm 118, part 17 and 18, in the Vulgate version. Coverdale provided a helpful transition by including each psalm's opening words in Latin, a practice still followed in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. For more on Trinity season, which is the longest season on the Anglican Church calendar, watch the AIC seasonal video series Trinity Tide, The Teaching Season, which includes its history and its place on the church calendar, including the possibilities for the lengthening and shortening of the season based upon the date of Easter and the date of First Sunday in Advent, both of which are movable dates. The series is presented in nine episodes, each of which is linked from the digital library page, with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The psalm reading combinations appointed for the 21st Sunday after Trinity in the lectionary are Psalm 76, paired with 121. However, each of these has been read earlier in this series. So to avoid duplication in the readings, I have substituted the reading of Psalm 119, parts 17 and 18. I invite you to listen to the following, the podcast for Psalm 76, which is read on the second Sunday after Trinity, and Psalm 121, which was read on the second Sunday after Christmas. For this podcast only, I will read the text of the two parts first and then offer commentary on Psalm 119 generally and afterwards on Part 17 and 18 specifically. 
Psalm 119 is a psalm attributed to David the king. The first word of part 17, being verses 129 to 136, in the Vulgate Latin is mirabilia. Thy testimonies are wonderful, therefore doth my soul keep them. When thy word goeth forth, it giveth light and understanding unto the simple. I opened my mouth and drew in my breath, for my delight was in thy commandments. O look thou upon me, and be merciful unto me, as thou usest to do unto those that love thy name. Order my steps in thy word, and so shall no wickedness have dominion over me. O deliver me from the wrongful dealings of men, and so shall I keep thy commandments. Show the light of thy countenance upon thy servant, and teach me thy statutes. Mine eyes gush out with water, because men keep not thy law. The first words in part 18, being verses 137 to 144 in Vulgate Latin, are justice es domine. Righteous art thou, O Lord, and true are thy judgments. The testimonies that thou hast commanded are exceeding righteous and true. My zeal hath even consumed me, because mine enemies have forgotten thy words. Thy word is tried to the uttermost, and thy servant loveth it. I am small and of no reputation, yet do I not forget thy commandments. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. Trouble and heaviness have taken hold upon me, yet is my delight in thy commandments. The righteousness of thy testimonies is everlasting. O grant me understanding, and I shall live. Psalm 119 is not only the longest psalm, consisting of 176 verses divided into 22 parts, each with its own title in Latin, but also one of the most complex in the entire Psalter. In the Hebrew text, Psalm 119 is an acrostic, with each section beginning with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Some sets of verses are designated for use with morning prayer, and other sets in 119 are for use with evening prayer. The continuous theme of Psalm 119 is the importance of living by thy, the commandments, meaning the Decalogue given to Moses in Exodus 20, verses 1 to 17. Other similar terms with slightly different meanings are statutes, testimonies, and laws. Unlike other psalms, Psalm 119 does not just speak of the commandments themselves, but also emphasizes equally the importance of understanding. The importance of understanding is a major theme of Part 17, especially verses 130 and 131, which I just read of known ago. When thy word goeth forth, it giveth light and understanding unto the simple, I opened my mouth and drew in my breath, for my delight was in thy commandments. In verse 136, the final line in part 17, the psalmist laments mankind's disobedience. Mine eyes gush out with water, because men keep not thy law. For 
Another AIC bookstore publication, I created a katana or series of verses from Scripture based on Psalm 119, which included verses 133, 134, 135, and 136. If you'd like to learn more about katana, including my katana on Psalm 119, see Part 2, Little Prayers, Katana on the Psalms, on pages 37 to 82 in our book, Hear Us, O Lord, Daily Prayers for the Laity. In the second reading, Part 18, being verses 137 to 144, David the psalmist repeats his lament concerning disobedience, but concentrates on another theological theme, righteousness. David makes a statement in verse 142 that is likely hard for modern readers to comprehend, much less agree with. Quote, Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. Part 18 is another way of stressing the difference between the Pharisaic method of acquiring, quote, knowledge, unquote, that is, knowing the literal words of Scripture, and the New Testament emphasis based on the teachings and preachings of St. Paul of, quote, understanding. Knowledge alone, even if extensive, such as that of Bible scholars, is not enough. The combination of knowledge and understanding is what is meant by the word wisdom. For traditional Christians, Scripture needs to be understood in the context of the Church's doctrine over the centuries. For more on that word wisdom, see the wisdom entry on page 238 to 240 in Layman's Lexicon. The book offers an explanation of nearly 350 words or phrases common to Anglican worship using the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. For a listing of every use of Psalm 119 in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer, see the entry for Psalm 119 in the prayer book Psalter History Text and Commentary, which also includes in the introduction an explanation of the different classes of psalms and at the back of the book a glossary of every person, place, or event mentioned in the Psalter. The first lesson for 21st Sunday after Trinity is Isaiah 59, verses 15b to 21, a prophecy concerning the Redeemer of Zion. The second lesson is 2 Corinthians 10, verses 1 to 7, and then verses 17 to 18, a message from St. Paul on spiritual warfare, tempered with a warning in the final two verses. Isaiah, the prophet, is the subject of part 2, chapter 1 in our bookstore publication, The Writing Prophets of the Old Testament. The story of Paul's connection with the church at Corinth, founded on his second missionary journey, is related in our publication, The Acts of the Apostles, Annotated and Illustrated, chapter 18. St. Paul is the subject of episode 5 in our Christian education video series, The Lives of the Saints, first series. The episodes are linked from the digital library page with the podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The closing prayer is the collect for 21st Sunday after Trinity, the last collect in Trinity season, which was adapted from the Gelasian Sacramentary by Archbishop Cranmer for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. 
In later years, the word pardon was substituted for indulgence and the word quiet for secure in the original document. Pardon and The pardon and peace collect, it is called, is often used in local parishes as a prayer in morning prayer in place of the absolution when no clergy is are present. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.